Hi everyone, my name is Steve, and this is my podcast, tentatively called No One Is Listening. Uh, I say tentatively because I'm pretty sure that if you leave enough mean comments, I'll probably end up changing the name. Um, yeah, I'll try to be brief, but uh, this is a podcast that my friends and I have been talking about doing for a while now, and uh, the episodes will primarily switch between pop culture and sports, depending on who's joining me that day. So, without further ado... This is my very first episode that I've recorded with my friend Jen uh, regarding pop culture. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Uh, what's going on? My name is Steve. This is episode one, maybe the last episode of Blank Podcast. I'll edit the name into that blank spot. Uh, I'm joined by friends, not colleague because we don't work together but uh someone whose pop culture opinion i respect she's uh the resident cool girl wherever she goes uh this is jen shin jen can you say hi to all three people listening right now hi three people that was a very very um nice introduction thank you steve it was professional right yeah Yeah. i loved it um all right so this is episode one of blank podcast i'll figure out a name Eventually, so some of you may be wondering, oh, what is this podcast about? Um, I don't know yet. It's episode one, <laughs> but uh, I think it'll evolve. I think it'll change. I think it'll it'll grow. Hopefully, as long as this isn't our last one. Uh, but I brought in uh, the a recurring guest. Hopefully, Jenshin. If uh, I don't get fired, if I you don't wanna. get fired, you won't get fired. You, I mean, I'm not. I didn't, I'm not paying you. <laughs> There's no downside to that. Uh, but I, I want I the first person I asked to uh, to do this podcast with me was Jen because I think uh, you have uh, a great perspective on pop culture. You know, you're not just a consumer, but you also you know you think about it a lot and you kind of dissect it in very intelligent mm-hmm. ways. You know, and you bring a and I don't mean this like pejoratively, right? But you bring like a female perspective that's very. Uh, Missing. Yeah, it, it's it's you know we're talking about this you know off air beforehand, but it's like you know we listen to a lot of podcasts and and a lot of it is just like the male perspective, you know what I mean. So I think it'd be good to introduce like the female perspective, uh, you know, when it comes to pop culture. Even because it's weird because like half the consumers technically you would think are females, but you know the narrative is driven so much mm-hmm. by men, you know. So I thought who better. Than Jen Shen, right? I'm so honored. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. I hope I don't let you down. No, no. Just by saying, this. just by saying yes, you've already, <laughs> already uh, let me up. I don't know what the opposite <laughs> okay. of let me down is. All right. Uh, so why don't we get into it? Uh, we'll do um, just a little introduction today. You know, we'll talk about you know things we like, things we don't like. Because I'm sure that. Obviously, people listening know us, probably, but uh, they probably don't know our tastes. They probably don't know what our guilty pleasures are, stuff like that. So um, why don't we get into, you know, just like what kind of pop culture we're into. Do uh, you want me to go first or do you want to yeah, start Yeah, I think you should. This is your podcast. <clears throat> oh, yeah. No, that's that's true. Uh, so the type of pop culture I'm into, nothing groundbreaking. You know, I'm not into like weird art or anything I uh you know I'm into music I'm into to movies television shows you know the kind of like the main trifecta of pop culture kind of dominating today but um I do have some like specific guilty pleasures I would say um 
Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like guilty pleasures, like we should save that for like oh, later okay. because I feel like that's like a category yeah. in itself. Though I have to say sometimes the phrase guilty pleasures bothers me only because I feel like my guilty pleasure like or what I love and consume are like other people's guilty pleasures and I'm just very forthright <laughs> about my love for that. Um so yeah, I think guilty pleasures is like Yeah, they're they're like the, you're right. Um there's something about the phrase guilty pleasure that you know, if it didn't have the word guilty in it, I wouldn't right. feel guilty about right. about liking it. And I'm like, wait, but I shouldn't feel guilty that I love pretty little liars or whatever. <laughs> But I do. Is that on CW? Is that uh, no? No, oh, it's ABC Family. Oh, ABC my favorite Family. Steve. It's turning into Freeform. Mm-hmm. Right? January twelfth uh, or something like that. It's yeah, really that, crazy. That was weird too. I don't it's know very why. weird. But I'm sure in a year from now we'll be like Freeform, Freeform. I don't think anyone's going to be talking about. Freeform okay, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, no, you know you're right because uh, you know we're talking about what we're going to talk about in episode one, and you know we have this outline drafted out and, and one section is guilty pleasures and I had to think about what your guilty oh, pleasures are what should I be ashamed of right like what should I not want to share with people so you're I, I haven't actually thought about that yet but even that name kind of uh, makes you think about oh like what shouldn't I like or what does like no one else like that only I would yeah know? I think for me it comes down to like highbrow and lowbrow stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't want to be quote unquote um Penalized, or you know, like my credibility as a pop culture consumer to be um, like lessened because I am into young adult stuff, or you know, which I find equally important, and I have arguments for it. So um, I use the phrase "guilty pleasures" all the time. Don't get me wrong, but a part of me does feel like maybe it's wrong for me to like these things but they're not you're into what you're into and nobody should be able to judge you for that so this is a judgment free zone people right zone, yeah. <laughs> um you you say uh like look down upon it, and that that makes me think of like interactions i've had with other people and um it's weird right because pop culture is so um it's like so dominant today mm-hmm. you know like uh, but I still have conversations with people where when I talk about movies or TV, like, they still don't hold it in as high esteem as, like, books, Mm -hmm. you know, or, like, plays, you know, or, um, you know, other, like, highbrow art, you know, like, things that you put up in, like, a museum. Um, And it's interesting because, like, you take a look at, you know... uh, like the best directors in the world, the best screenwriters in the world, um, the best showrunners, like in TV, the best you know artists in music, and you would never call them lowbrow, mm-hmm. and you would never call what they do lowbrow, or like the products they make, or the you know the art they create lowbrow. But for some reason, you know, when you say the words pop culture, when you say the words movie, TV, you know, it just some people still look at it like, oh, that's. That's like garbage, right. almost. And we're know? here to break that misconception, people. Yeah, hopefully the <laughs> not our opinion so much, <laughs> yeah. but uh, the way we talk about yeah. it will kind of give like an added appreciation to to you know pop culture, uh, to the things that we like, even to the things that we don't like. Because there are plenty of things that I don't like <clears throat> that I can appreciate, you know, from afar. It might not be my thing, mm-hmm. but you know, I yeah. can appreciate um, 
you know, like Inaritu. You know, I'm not a big fan of his, but I mean, you know, from everything that I've heard and seen of Revenant, that that looks that looks pretty cool. You know, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Chip, uh, all of that was kind of to introduce what we like. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I I'm I feel like my tastes are that of like a typical guy. Male. Yeah, a typical yeah. male. Yeah. And I I feel like we're we're a simple species. Uh, we kind of all like the same things almost. You know, I mean, there's a reason, right? Like, <clears throat> there's a reason that the top two grossing movies were uh, like Star Wars and like Jurassic World, mm-hmm. like action franchise movies. Like, I love those. You know, um, I think the only difference is you know sometimes the how long it takes me to kind of process some of those things. Um, I don't know. I was talking with someone about this yesterday, but even, you know, with, with all movies, right, but specifically with Star Wars, um, it's like there's this, like, desire and this need to uh, kind of have an instant reaction, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, you know, and, and I noticed this with, like, uh, with movies, it's actually not so bad because with movies, like, some of those instant reactions, they're they're not always wrong. You know, um, half the time they're right, and half the time you go back and you're like, oh, you know. Was, that was totally was, off. Yeah, it was totally off. But I've seen it with, like, music. Like, music is, like, impossible. Mm. Like, I, I find myself, like, still thinking about, like, that Yeezus album, mm. Kanye Dropped, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it takes me, like, so long to process those things. Um, and I feel like because of the, I don't know whether it's, like, the 24-hour news cycle, whether it's the advent of, like, Twitter and like even I was thinking about this like this morning like Facebook posts like you can just like we've created this environment where we just post or say our initial reaction and you never go back to it. like whoever goes back to look at the things that they've posted right you're right. always looking forward you're always looking at like what's happening now and then after like a day or two you know once it's gone from like your news feed once it's gone from like you know your Twitter homepage it's gone from you know, your it, mind it's gone from yeah, your mind yeah. you know it's gone like forever yeah. so I feel like you know it's really just about who says something the fastest and the loudest and the most clickbaitiest you know yeah and, and the, even that phrase like clickbait um it's just so prevalent in our society now and that's why I uh I'm not too keen on... Like BuzzFeed has certain good stuff, for sure, but I remember when they first started, and it was just, like, 20 reasons you know you're yeah, from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, those lists, you know? yeah. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, I, how is this so popular, <laughs> you know? I don't understand. I don't know. I think it, like... I think you're totally right. I think it speaks to um, how we've all sort of grown into this... Um, like, our attention spans have, like, become so short, and because of all of this, like, 24-hour news cycles, um, and so it's no surprise that, like, things like BuzzFeed are so popular, because it requires very little thinking, very little analyzing, and I love BuzzFeed, so I'm, I can attest to this, um, things that you can do, guilty (laughs) pleasure, but not really, um, and so, yeah, I just, I do think it's interesting, how 
how we ingest media too. Um, it's so in and out, like you said, and um, hopefully, you know, like through things like this, we can sort of sit down and process um, things a little bit longer and better. Um, and for myself too, I think this would be a good exercise for me to really like process like, wait, I said I like that movie, but why? Because I read like 20 reviews that said like, this is a great movie or like, do I really actually like see the value in this? Um, so I'm really looking forward to sort of this time. Yeah, yeah, no, agree. This this exercise, um, you know, you, you touched upon something too that I didn't think about until you mentioned it. Um, yeah, like I'll read a ton of reviews. Like I'm, I feel like nowadays, like we're all so prepped mm-hmm. going into, like, you know, these. Uh, these like pop culture these like movie going and TV watching experiences where like I'll have like pre-informed opinions before I've seen anything so actually that's a good question because like I I'm one of those people who like don't mind spoilers and like inevitably you get spoilers as you read reviews or you read more on things Um, and so like a lot of the times I'll even read, like, the wiki plot summary before I watch something because I don't want to be, like, thrown off or surprised. And so I'm one of those people. Um, I don't know how you go into things. All right. So I, uh, I like, live on Wikipedia, right? Mm-hmm. And I will, you know, I can, I also judge people based on how reliable they think Wikipedia is. If they say it, like, if they, if they make it sound like this is, like, 10 years ago and like Wikipedia is like a terrible source of information I judged them a little bit it's like do you okay so like true story uh, when I was in uh, high school I had a friend who tried I, I didn't do this he went out of his way yeah I quote a quote a cool friend for yeah. those of you because this is a video <laughs> podcast she just did air quotes um, a friend of mine uh, so high school was I, I don't even know how long let's not talk about yeah let's not talk about that but he tried creating a Wikipedia page for himself. Mm-hmm. So let's say his name was um, James, right? James created a Wikipedia page for James, and he put, he took a picture with his webcam, <laughs> he put it as, like, you know, that picture on the top mm-hmm, right corner, mm-hmm. and then he started writing a bio on himself. And within minutes, within minutes, it was taken down. And this was, like, years ago, right? It was taken down, and someone emailed... Like, it wasn't even Wikipedia. It was, like, a random volunteer. Like, one of those, like, Wikipedia volunteers were like, Oh, hey... This is not... uh, Not cool. You have to source everything you put up on Wikipedia, just an FYI. So... If you are able to source it, say like you upload a copy of your birth certificate, is that a source, or are they just saying like you have to be like a person of interest slash like a person in the public? Yeah, I think it's like the same subjective criteria they have as like certified Twitter users, you know, like the check marks. My goal in life (laughs) (laughs) that check mark next. Yeah, I mean, and I know like uh, you know because I follow uh, the NBA and stuff. Like rookies will like some rookies, you know, will like. Fight and like campaign to get that check mark next to their name. How do they do it? Like publicly? Yeah. Like they tweet at Twitter? Yeah. Being like... They'll either tweet at Twitter or ask people to like favorite or like retweet. I hear the process is very like mysterious. Yeah, and I think it's the same thing with Wikipedia. I think it's it's subjective to those editors. Mm-hmm. You know, and so real quick, uh, my friend, so got taken down, he tried like 
one more time the next day and was like, oh, maybe I just got unlucky with this one. The same guy, like, found him again and was like, listen, stop. So you can't just put anything up right. on Wikipedia. I think there's, like... It also isn't instantaneous. I think that's what, like, throws some people off. You know, there was that story, I think it was, like, a few weeks ago where this guy um, went, went to a concert, and he wanted to go backstage, so he added, like, his name and his picture to Wikipedia as, like, a band member's cousin and showed, like, the security guard, and the security guard let him in. And so I don't think that took prep work. I don't think he did it, like, the day before because they would have taken him down. He probably right. did it, like, right then and there. You Interesting, know? Yeah. But to go back to your to your question, that was just a, a tangent. Yeah, I was like, wait, what was my original? Your, your question? original question was whether or not I enjoy like spoilers. Mm, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I can, and how that influences you as you are for watching. sure, for sure. I think uh, I will actively look for spoilers, but I get disappointed when I find them. Mm. Like I, I'll, I need to look for, but I. Not so secretly hope I don't find anything. I just can't control myself. From looking. From looking. And so, uh, but I can also tell how stoked I am for a movie if I go to the Wikipedia page and the plot's there. Yeah. And I don't read it. Okay. So if, if it's a movie I'm not super looking forward to, then I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just read it, right? Or if it's a movie I know I'm not really going to go see, but, you know, I want to know what happens, you know? Because I like knowing. Yeah. Uh, I'll read it. But if it's a movie I'm, like, amped up for, then I'll only read... Like the uh, first paragraph? <laughs> yeah, I'll only read the first paragraph, and I'll make sure, you know, because you can move the window, mm-hmm. right? You can move the web page, and so I'll make sure the end of that first paragraph is at the bottom. So I'm not even tempted to read next but There have been parts where I couldn't even finish the first paragraph because I was like, I already know too much. Like, I already know too much. It's a lot of work, Steve. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. But, you know, it's because I'm a masochist, so... That's so interesting. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, that's how I can... If I can only... If I stop myself after the first paragraph, that's how I know I'm pretty hyped. For a movie. Yeah. Um, I assume for Star Wars... Man, you know the problem with Star Wars was it, the problem with Star Wars was that there's there was a website devoted specifically like to spoilers, and I went on that website and and I read I read the whole thing I read the whole thing because before you, you watched the movie. before I watched the movie I read the whole thing and it wasn't even like a week before the movie this was like six months ago. Huh. Yeah, this was like six months I'm ago. I'm surprised that like you know yeah it never got shut down or. I mean Abrams. I mean, I talk. I say I call him Abrams. Because we're buddies. I, I, yeah, I call, yeah, yeah, I call yeah. him Abrams. No, it's as okay. <clears throat> this podcast, the direct, all of yeah. everybody's. They're our friends. Uh, the director of Star Wars, J.J. Abrams, he's notorious for keeping things under wraps, mm-hmm. for making things super secretive. Um, but yeah, this guy, I was reading like a an article about him, and you know, he would gather sources from like all these different sources. Yeah. You know, um, whether it was like set crews to extras to you know public photos and he would just piece them together and I think oh and that's how he would figure out who was releasing what spoiler oh no, no I mean he I think all the spoilers came from all the major ones at least that came I, from him came from him yeah um did you watch it yet? I didn't. Um, so I don't want to spoil it. No, I don't care because I will look at Wikipedia. Oh, that's right, I that's go. right, that's right, that's right. But I well, for like our listeners, yeah, yeah, yeah. for who knows? our three listeners, for, I feel like there are for people, my mom. Yeah. Don't <laughs> for people who haven't watched it yet. Um, 
But on a side note, like, if we can do a whole episode on J.J. Abrams, like, I... I have very strong feelings about J.J. I have very strong feelings, but I have very strong feelings, um, like, J.J. Abrams of, like, the 90s, early 2000s. Like, that was my jam. Oh, oh, so, like, Felicity. Felicity. Alias, yeah, like, that, like, J.J. Abrams is, like... Untouchable. Agreed. Um, okay. I mean, you know, I'm gonna note that we're gonna have a JJ Abrams episode. Sure. Um, alright, cool. Uh so alright. Now that we've kinda I think people have an idea of like what we're into, what we're not into, why don't we why don't we get into guilty pleasures? Sure. Okay. Uh I will be vulnerable, I'll go first. Okay. Right? I'm um, happy to go first, but <clears throat> No, because I just want to get this out of the way. Because um, <laughs> you feel, quote-unquote, guilty. Yeah, because I feel guilty. You shouldn't. Um, <clears throat> there are two specific things that like I love and that I can't help but love. Um, one is professional wrestling. I don't know why. I, I love it's that. Just, okay, yeah. I, maybe because I grew up on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe because it was something that, like, you know, uh, my family would watch together. together. Yeah. Um, but then... But there, there are a lot of people like that, and they just end up not watching pro wrestling after that. The reason I'm still into it is because I've taken a new appreciation for it. It's because uh, <clears throat> they're like athletes, but they're acting at the same time because it's fake. Uh-huh. And I don't even want to say fake. It's scripted because they do, like, the things they do are real. They put themselves in, like, real danger. Right. And they get real hurt. So I know? guess... My question is if it's scripted, how does how do they determine like who's going to win or like That is a great question. You know? There's Is there like a brain trust a coin? There's a brain trust of people and it's kinda like a movie or a TV show or any anything that's scripted, right? There's a scripted ending, a scripted outcome, and their whole objective is to get you to keep watching. Mm -hmm. Is to get you to be supremely invested in these people, right? So they'll push storylines, and a lot of the time, you would think, you know, in in a lot of pop culture, like the good guys always win, mm-hmm. right? But that's because that's like the end. Um, in like professional wrestling, like the bad guys, quote unquote, like win. mostly win because it gets you to keep rooting for the, for good, the good guys. Because it's kind of like a. This is a really weird <clears throat> analogy, but do you remember um, in Friends, mm-hmm. like, how long did it feel like before Ross and Rachel finally got together? It felt like years. You mean, right? like, the first time they got together? The, yeah, like, yeah, the first time, like, the very yeah. first time, right? Yeah. It felt like forever, and they kept having to drag it out, mm-hmm. you know? Or, or in the office with, like, Jim and Pam, right? Like, you keep rooting for them to get together, and they keep teasing it, they yeah. keep... And even when they get together, stuff happens. Yeah, exactly. That's what they do in professional wrestling. Interesting. They they give you a guy to cheer for, and they make you cheer for him so hard because he keeps losing, and um, it's never clean. You know, the bad guys always cheat, or he gets cheated out of it by management, or there's interference or whatever. And you're you're like, "I I just want it. I want him to win so badly. And then when they finally give it to you, 
you're like over the moon ecstatic. It's like your standard rom com. It, it sounds like. Mm, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. But then what happens when the good guy wins? Oh, then he'll either it's either the end of that feud with the guy, and then you move on to, and there's a new guy, yeah, or. Or, you know, the, the other guy, you know, finds a way to win through, you know, cheating. You know, the most the most famous example, not the most famous, but the most recent example was this guy named uh, Daniel Bryan, right? And he was like this 5'10 guy. And 5'10 to normal people sounds like tall. kind of tall. Yeah. You know, that's above average height. But, but in wrestling? When wrestling, when everyone's like 6'4", yeah. you know, uh, not that I didn't big. know they were that tall, but okay. Oh, they're huge. I mean, yeah, I knew of- they were like big, like horizontally, but like vertically? Yes, I mean they're monsters. They're mo- they're they're not real people, you know. Um, they're and not real people. Yep. <laughs> no, they're 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 like Greek gods. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and so, um, like his thing was like he would even like to get to like that level took forever, right? And people kept cheering for him and kept moving up, moving up, moving up. And then when he got there, finally, um, he won a match, right? And then got. S- Got screwed over at the end because, you know, management, you know, uh, like, beat him, fake beat him up, you know, and then someone else beat him mm-hmm. in that same night. It happened in the same night, right? How long is a match? A match, typically, a good match is, like, like 20 to 30 minutes. And it's just in the ring. And it's just... It's not the... intercut with, like, dramatic scenes, like... No, but... Out, but... Out of the I, ring? I will, I will say... Um, Nobody is better at making, like, dramatic videos than professional wrestling promotions. Like, I'll show you one after we're done. And, and you can link to They're it. amazing. Okay. Like, they're so dramatic. They're so over the top. Yeah. And the music is great, and the effects are good. The editing is fantastic. It's 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 wonderful. But anyway, um, so, yeah, professional wrestling, you know, we've already talked way too much about it. One <laughs> of um, my guilty pleasures. The other one is... Uh, Something I didn't get into until a few years ago, actually. And then I went back and had to rewatch all the seasons. Uh, MTV's Challenge, formerly Real World versus Road Rules. Yeah. Um, I love that. Okay. They actually had a double header uh, last marathon, night. Marathon? No, just... It wasn't a marathon. It was just two new episodes. Okay. And, and you, I like, peed in your pants. Yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, I actually had to watch it twice because it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep trying to get other people into it. Yeah. Um, and that's great, too, because, you know, even though this isn't scripted, it is, like, quasi-athletes because right. they're all pretty, like, jacked or whatever, uh, even, like, some of the females. And then it's, like, super dramatic because it's, like, crazy people living in a house together competing against one another. So it's, um, it's like, real world, but, like, with, like, crazy athletic challenges. Yes, exactly. Um, and there's money at stake, so people are out of their minds. They, it's just like any if you ever thought like deep down inside humanity was like good at its core like if you watch this show <laughs> you're like, you're, like yep. oh we're ter- we're terrible people you know that's uh, so, so interesting I love it I think it's great I used to want to be on that show yeah I think I'm too old now oh cause like everybody on that show is like 21 yeah, yeah. I mean the older people on the show they just look so old compared to the <laughs> to the babies and I'm too old to be the new guy yeah you know so um, and I'm also, like, not nearly 
um, like crazy enough to right. be on that show. But there was a time where I definitely wanted to be on that I show. I think you would have made a really good candidate. So. I don't know. I, th- I don't think so. Like, looking back now... But you would also... I assume have to amp up your quote unquote crazy. Yeah, because you know what? They also, part of the genius of the show is like these people know, especially like the vets, yeah. they know that this is like a payday for them. Yeah. So they want to continue being on the show. So they'll say and like the do craziest crazy things. things to get camera time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because they're nor- most of them seem like normal people outside the show. Right. You know, so those are my two really, really guilty players. Let's not call it that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Two, my two uh, non-popular... Which I think actually is interesting because um, they both sort of have like an athletic bend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that until now either. I think maybe I'm just really into athletes and drama. Yeah. <laughs> it's a marriage of both. Yeah, exactly. It's a marriage of both. What about you? Um, so I'm going to gloss over this because I actually don't think it's a guilty pleasure, but I'm really into young adult stuff. Um, I am a woman in my 30s, but I there's something that I relate to so much about, like, the coming-of-age stories. So whether it's young adult novels or young adult movies, um, one of my favorite movies of this year, even though it wasn't the best in the series, was Mockingjay, and mm-hmm. we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just have a heart for um, high school drama, <laughs> <laughs> which leads to my other guilty, and this is a guilty pleasure of mine, because um, I talk about it with like one of my co-workers, like 13-year-old daughter, and it's Pretty Little Liars. Um <laughs> I just love it so much. I think it's because it features... I think deep down inside, it's because it features four women. So, like, I I just really like um, narrative driven by women. Mm -hmm. And, yes, these girls are young, and sometimes they do really stupid things. And also the show actually stopped making sense, like, four seasons ago. But there's something about it that, like, keeps me watching, and it's coming back on quote-unquote freeform. Um, I think they're on season six now, um, and now it's going to be, like, a flash-forward, so they'll be, like, not in high school anymore, which makes me really sad. Is it a flash-forward because I think they were just to, aging? Yeah, and it's to keep the story fresh, and, like, the premise of the show, like, for the first five seasons, they were trying to track down this um, character called A, who was making their lives miserable. And at some point, that storyline had to come to an end. I, Steve's looking at me so confused right no. now, and it's totally fine. I'm not going to get into Pretty Little Liars. But um, I think I think that at some point, A had to be discovered because it was getting too old. Um, and so it's kind of a new slate. So I'm actually looking forward to, like, season six. Um, but, yeah, they're not going to be in high school anymore. But it, but the point of this is it's it's the storyline. The storylines are about these five four or five women who um, are just kind of trying to figure out life while they are also dodging, like, being murdered. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think 2015 was a really good year for women, and I I wouldn't actually put the ladies of Pretty Little Liars on that (laughs) list, but um, it sort of, like, marries the two things that I'm, like, passionate about. Um, I think the other thing that Steve is also going to be like, okay, you're never invited back here. (laughs) I have really gotten back into um, 
the crazy, crazy world of K-pop. And I don't listen to K-pop music, um, but so I... For our, maybe not... Korean, Korean pop, Korean yeah. yeah. Can um, you explain what K-pop is real quick? Korean pop so? is just... Uh, if you know Gangnam Style, yes, that is one it's aspect of it. That isn't one aspect of Korean pop culture, but it's not. It's certainly not the definitive. Um, and I just, it is a guilty pleasure of mine because I actually don't like talking about it. But um, I just, you know, I think 2015 was a year where K-pop sort of was recognized um, mm-hmm. by, or internationally, um, I guess the... 2 billion plus views of Gangnam Style didn't hurt, That's but crazy, um, it's now an officially recognized genre in iTunes oh, and really? Spotify. Um, there's a great Spotify playlist if anybody <laughs> wants to listen to it. But it's just, you know what I like? I like weeding through, like, honestly, 90% of it is crap and it's also really generic. Mm-hmm. But then there are, like, the gems, and they're really catchy, and then I go back and, like, watch the music videos, and I'm just, like, horrified by, like, what I'm seeing. It's just, it's so fascinating to me, the whole phenomenon just of it. just takes you through the whole spectrum of Yeah, emotions. yeah. So it's not that I'm into, like, act, the actual, like, music or the actual, like, drama of, like, Korean dramas or whatever, but I do like reading about it, and I, and it's a glimpse into what the culture of Korea is like, um, and so, oh, and what people are into, and what sells, mm-hmm. and I think the answer to that is sex, so, it's just, it's just interesting, so, I'm really into that, um, uh, not really a guilty pleasure, but I love all things, like, um, I really like half-hour comedies, um, because they're so easily digestible, Ah, so I love The Mindy Project, which, thank you, Hulu, for saving my favorite (laughs) show, and actually, because they moved to Hulu, they're able to sort of, um... Oh, it's not on, uh... Steve, no. It was canceled by Fox, um, and there was, like, a two-week period where I was very sad, but Mindy Kaling kept, like, tweeting and Instagramming, like good things are to come and so there were rumors that they were gonna Hulu was picking it up and they did how long ago so, this was last season so oh. this this new season has been exclusively on Hulu oh. um, it's been interesting I think I think they have a lot more freedom and they can be a little bit more edgy than on right, network television right. which I actually think is another topic that we can talk about mm-hmm. um, how streaming and streaming fl- platforms has changed sort of um, the way we consume TV and movies but also um just the differences between being on network television and a streaming platform. Um, I really like have gotten into Blackish, fresh off the boat, um, and it makes me really happy to see families of all sort of color. Yeah, I was just going to ABC. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Um, Except ABC needs to work on their on their titles, like Blackish. Fresh off the boat, like great. I mean, I'm sure those yeah. shows are fine, but like the name, like terrible names. They are, but it sort of also, I feel like is, it makes you be like, wait, what are they talking about now? I need to watch it. I, I true, 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 true. Um, I love things on Comedy Central. I'm really sad that Key and Peele had their last season, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I have inside Amy Schumer to look forward to this right. coming year, Broad City. So I just really like things that are like super short. I think because I also am a victim of like the shortened attention span that Americans are. Um, 
suffering from. You know what? Just to interject real quick, is is that really is that really a reflect like you w- wanting to watch these like half hour like really easily digestible uh, programs? Is that because you have a short attention span, or is it because there's like so much TV? Now? There's so much TV. Yeah. My DVR is constantly at like a seventy and above, and I it stresses me out. I haven't, <laughs> I have an Excel spreadsheet of shows that I need to watch. That's so funny, and it just keeps growing. Yeah, you know, and it's like things that <laughs> like people tell me I should watch. You know, and and over half the things on that list um, are hour long. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and, and it's harder to get to than, like, the non... Uh, you get way harder, way harder. Because, you know, if if I can watch two half-hour shows in one hour, you know, I'm... That's twice as efficient as watching one right. one-hour drama. Yeah. You know, so the half-hour model, I think... I, I think that's something we'll see going forward, like, continue to grow. You know, I think, you know, a lot of these... Uh, Especially like the the streaming sites and stuff, um, and the cable networks, they'll. I think we're gonna see kind of like a slight pivot towards like those half hours because, um, you see really good things going on in like those half hour mm-hmm. programs. Where like they're not like thirty. It used to be like the Friends ER model, yeah. right? Where it's like Friends, something like a sitcom, like Friends is going to be half an hour, but a, but a drama like ER is going to be an hour. And I think we're going to see a pivot where you might see some stuff, some like pretty heavy stuff that comes in like half an hour now. Do you think that that works? I feel like part of what... I don't know, like I think there's something to be said about sort of delving into a dramatic world. Like I'm thinking, for example, I have at least half a season's worth of last season's worth of the Americans on my DVR that I just haven't gotten gotten to because it takes a lot more of my brain power to watch and process. Um, But because it delves so deeply into the characters, not just the main ones, but like all of the surrounding characters, that I feel like it's so much harder to do with the dramatic um, a drama than like a 22-minute sitcom where, like, honestly, I don't even... And I don't even want to say the problems are superficial. They're not. Um, you know, back to the Mindy Project, like, this season she's, like, struggling with being a stay-at-home mom versus, like, going back to work. Um, these are real, real issues, but they're presented in different lenses. Right. And and there's also, like, throwaways to, like, comic relief that sort of helps that move forward. Um, whereas dramas, like, I don't know, like, I, I would love a half-hour drama, but I don't know if that's... I, unless know, it's just 44 episodes of The American versus 22-hour <laughs> long. I mean, there, there are a few things, right? I think it's possible because, like, there was a time where we didn't think, you know, a, a TV season with less than 20 episodes was possible. Mm-hmm. But now, like, when I hear about these shows that, um, you know... Uh, like, I was talking to a friend of ours who's on a TV show, and she was saying that, you know... I was like, how many episodes per season do you guys have? And she was like, I think we run, like, 22. I was like, 22? I was like... Hour Yeah, 22 hour longs. And that seems, like, inhumane nowadays, you know, where, you know, um, now it's, like, 13... You know, 10 to 13 yeah. is, like, the standard. And there was a time, you know, as recently as, like, a few years ago where, you know, pre... 
Mad Men, I'd say, you know, where anything under 20 seemed like that's not enough TV, you know? And so I think on network, impossible, right? Because like you said, on network, you only get like 20 to 22 Mm -hmm. minutes, you know? But I think if you're on, you know, um, if you're on like Showtime, HBO, Netflix, Hulu, and you don't have to worry about ads, Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about like, oh, we're on TV from you know, uh, 8 to 8.30, but we're really only on TV from, like, 8 to, like, 8.20. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you don't have to worry about that, then you can. It, can, it can be done. It, I mean, it'd be super hard, and I'm sure, uh, you know, the writer rooms wouldn't love that. Right. But, I mean, I think it'd be doable. So I'm going to delve into something a little bit different, oh. but, like, we're talking about the length of an episode right now, but I also thought... And, you know, people like Ryan Murphy, they're already doing this. But right. it's, it's this idea that um, just because you have a series doesn't mean that there's, like, five seasons worth of, like, this. you follow the same characters and the same right. whatever right. through. Um, it's like those anthology anthologies, right? yeah. yeah. So I think... Um, to go back to my other guilty pleasure, like Korean dramas do that, right? There's no... Oh, do they? Yeah, there's no multiple seasons of a drama. It's There's one drama, there's 16 to whatever episodes, and that's it. Like, it ends. Um, and then you move on to another drama that's completely different. Um, and so I've always enjoyed Is it, like, that under one. the same title? Or? No, 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 no. So it's... I think it's a headache for probably, like, the networks the constantly having to, like, vet and feel these, like, dramas um, to go into production. But they're literally 16 to 20 episodes, hour-longs, um, of a specific, like, whatever. Um, and then when that's over, that's completely over. And then you have another one starting and another one starting. So the, the, the way the Korean TV... Um, system works. There's no seasons. Um, it's just constant. Just episodes. It's just episodes. Just constant. Um, once one drama ends, another one begins. Um, and and I think it's it's actually a really interesting um, model if you really think about it because it forces um, the writers and the producers to really think about where their characters are going and to map it out and to have a starting and end point. Whereas a lot of the TV shows that we watch, they're is no endpoint, and I feel like writers sometimes are scrambling to figure out like where do we go from here. And sometimes I think like ending shows, um, not prematurely, but like not letting them go on for like ten seasons is not a bad idea um, because. I feel like the quality of your storytelling is so much more when you know you have a starting and an ending point, oh, and you're sure. able to like sort of map all of that out. Um, and also, like, it's refreshing to sort of see something else. Yeah, I um, think. Oh man, I feel like you know, if you take a look at like the pantheon of like TV shows, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think the general consensus, this is up for debate, up for debate, but most people agree, right? It's like uh, Sopranos, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, and The Wire, right? Um, and the, you, you take a look at like, those shows and even shows like uh, Lost is like a great example where it's like they announced like ahead of time mm-hmm, which were- season was going to be the final season. I think... I, I, I want to say Lost was, like, one of the first ones to do it. I'm not... I'm, I, 
Oh, I just know that's one of the first ones that I can recall being like, whoa, like, it wasn't like, this is our next this We are next getting canceled. Like, it's no yeah. longer about, like, the network dictating yeah. because I of think they ratings. said, I think they announced in season four or season three or something that, like, you know, season six or seven would be their last one. You know, I remember thinking, like, oh, my, wow. You know, and I think, uh, like, you're right. It's definitely, it's, narratively speaking, it's just, you get a better quality product when they've mapped out the middle and the end. You know, because in the beginning, no one knows what they have, mm-hmm. right? So, by, but I think that's, it's like, so yes, you have a better quality product when you can announce your end, but the only programs that can do that are the ones that are better quality. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it, so it's, it's it's tough. You know, it's, not everyone can do it because not everyone has a good TV show. Yeah. Right? Oh, and only, so the real and good TV shows get even better, yeah. you know, because they can announce mm-hmm. an end. So... Yeah, I think... It's just something to, like, think about, and I think it is a model that, like, a lot of um, people or networks are adopting, too. Um, To go back to Ryan Murphy, like, he has produced... Do you like Ryan Murphy? Um, We can talk about that later. Uh, He's okay. Like, I don't... I loved Glee the first, like, three seasons, and then I just was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I couldn't Um, last until three. Yeah. Yeah, I think I still... I have the soundtrack to, like, season three, (laughs) so I'm pretty sure I watched up to three. Um, I don't watch American Horror Story, but I do like Screen Queens. It's because it's so campy Uh um, that it's just really fun. Um, And I think that his idea for Screen Queens is, like, this season is about what it's about and then next season it's different so he, he's doing what he's doing with American Horror Story um, but I'm really really actually looking forward because I'm obsessed with the 90s and um, the O.J. Simpson trial he's, oh yeah he's doing yeah, the yeah, O.J. Yeah. Simpson uh-huh. I don't remember what it's called but um, I know what you're talking about yeah. everybody he cast like are like dead on look alike like who knew Selma Blair would <laughs> yeah. be this like spot on Chris Jenner so um, I'm really 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 looking forward to that um, yeah, was that the original question? Yes, like yes, Ryan Murphy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All, right. Um, all right, cool. I think we've covered a bunch of different we stuff. We did. Uh, at <laughs> time here, but um, yeah, all right, cool. Thank you for coming, uh, letting me pick your brain about stuff. Thank you for willing. having me. Oh yeah, of course, for sure. I mean, hopefully this. It's not you, our last one. Yeah, hopefully this is our last one. Hopefully you'll I mean, want this to do is this so again. much fun for us. I don't know how much fun it is. I mean, for, you know what? Even if no one listens, we'll just keep doing it just for us. Um, all right, cool. So uh, just to recap. So today is actually the last day of 2015. It's uh, December 31st. We had nothing better to do <laughs> than this uh, today. Um, so hopefully, uh, the next time we get together, we can talk about, you know, we'll do like a year end review mm-hmm. for 2015, things we liked, things we didn't like. I, uh, 2015 was a very interesting year, yeah. I think, in pop culture. So, uh, we'll get into that next time. So, uh, thanks again for being on this tiny little program. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. And, uh, so yeah. For everyone else, hope you guys have a happy, healthy new year and uh, take care, guys. Bye. Bye.